Hello everyone, M Vibes here with another episode of magic, lots of knowledge, lots of awareness, and lots of love. Our topic today is happiness is not a destination. And we will be discussing with one of my favorite person. Um, also recently, she's my mentor. <laughs> um, I've been learning a lot from her. Her name is Micaela Belopere Oliveira. She's an author, a healer, a teacher, a motivational speaker. You call it, she has it. And I am so blessed and I'm so excited to pick her brains today. And so you guys can really learn a lot. Um, so, you know, I would uh, love to introduce you and... Um, I ask every single person on my podcast this question. Who is Michaela? And what is the vision that she holds for the world or in this world? Got it. Hi, Emmy. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Who am I? Uh, I've been many people in this lifetime. I'm in my fifth decade. Very, very excited to be... Uh, aging well <laughs> and one of my big beliefs is to change your career every decade to add something new to the list so who am i am a right now i'm an entrepreneur and a mother uh i published my memoirs about two years ago we're going to be discussing that yes. it's called happiness is not a destination 50 countries, 50 years, 50 lessons. Um, who have I been in my life? I've been a seeker, a traveler, a photographer, a philanthropist, a teacher, a student. Um, fundamentally, I would say that if of all those things, I would say I'm probably a student the most. Mm -hmm. I love to learn. And what's my vision for the world? Well, my motto is that by believing in miracles, we create them together. And I created a foundation called the Miracle Catcher Foundation. Um, my goal was to give away over a million dollars to help children learn, be safe, be empowered, um, and to spread more love. And, um, uh, that's one of, that's one of the things that I really focus on. And now, um, I put as much time, effort, love as I can to raise my son, um, to carry on the legacy, um, and to hold the torch for the future of the planet. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, you know, we had our, <laughs> in the previous discussions, and I'm actually really excited and I've been contemplating with this a lot about happiness, about how it became really a destination for so many people. It's like a, a race, a drug, you know, everyone is, is starting with by accumulating things and then that didn't work out. Then people are like, okay, well, I'm going to go and travel the world. And that if that doesn't work either, and then you know relationship and marriage and kids, and then you're like, shoot, like, okay, so what is actually happiness? And 
for me personally, you know, in my experience is I've started to actually cultivate joy and not focus that much on happiness because happiness for me personally is emotion. It's a, it's a wave. It comes and it goes. But joy, what I found very interesting is that I am joyful, not peaceful, but joyful in, in the middle of chaos, in the middle of so much mess. Let's say in my life and my own experiences. So I want to ask your, your approach, your view on this. Because you've traveled in 50 countries, you know, and I'm sure you had so many experiences. And what was your actually, back then, your motivation? Why did you want to go and travel? What was your target? Was it like pursuing your purpose or finding your purpose or just I want to hear that we want to hear that more okay so I'll start with I'll start with the first part the last part of that question is why did I travel so many places I was learning at first uh, I was learning languages I taught at university for 10 years I taught in the language program the business program I love to learn for me, it was about communicating and exploring, and it was much more fun to learn languages in the country. Um, so I went on an exchange program, mm -hmm. and I loved it so much that I just kept going. <laughs> you know, I, I went to exchange program first in um, Madrid in Spain and had so much fun that I came back home and then I, I got a scholarship to then go to Italy mm -hmm. and stay there for a year. And then, um, then I went moved to Japan. Then from Japan, uh, I came home. Then later on, I gave away my possessions, got a backpack and traveled around the world for a year with a backpack mm -hmm. and went to Asia for a couple more years, lived in Korea. Um, later on in my life, I went to Africa when I started help building the schools, I believe that it's my love of people. Mm -hmm. I, I always say that I've never had a bad date and I've certainly gone on a lot of dates. <laughs> I know, it's like, um, but I've like on a plane, on a bus, uh -huh. just, you know, meeting people. I, I've sat next to so many people in my life where the person next to me just starts to cry. We have a conversation and they start to cry. And then they apologize to me and I say, don't worry, it happens all the time. <laughs> I really love humans. I've never had a bad experience in any country that I've been in. Mm -hmm. I believe that if you go to places believing in the goodness of people, you will be treated with goodness. I've never been robbed. I've never been harmed. I've traveled alone as a woman. But I go with a very strong belief that everything is going to be good. So I don't attract negativity and chaos. That doesn't mean that bad things haven't happened to me sometimes in some trips. Yes. But not because of other people. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe I went to Costa Rica and got in a fight with my boyfriend and got a UTI <laughs> because I was pissed at him. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other topic for a whole other podcast of how mm -hmm. we make ourselves sick. But yeah. Um, so that's the answer of your question. I love people. 
I love to learn how to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. And from language, I went into holistic therapies. You know, once I had traveled and learned many languages, then around my 30s, I started getting interested in holistic therapies, mm -hmm. Reiki and hyp hypnotherapy and NLP and then sound healing. They're all just languages to me. The tarot, numerology, Kabbalah, it's just another way of communing with each other and then also to communicate in the divine. Yes. So to answer the first part of your question, we're, we'll talk more about that. We're talking about yeah. happiness. Yes. Um, I want to be clear that my book and what I wrote, it is a manual of how to manifest anything you want in your life. That's amazing. It is not a book that says, like, follow these three steps and you'll be happy forever. Let's be really clear. Because there are lots of chapters about things that broke my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I lost children. I lost my best friend. I lost my dad. Uh, I lost many people around me. But, it, you know, it's through those experiences that I've also experienced some of the most beautiful things the most intense connection to God. So the book is really showing that you don't get to happiness and you're done. Just like you don't get to true love and then you're done or you don't get rich and then you're done. Everything is a process. It's a yeah. journey. And remember what, what we actually had this little conversation in the morning is that, and I loved what you said and I want you to, I want everyone else to hear it as well. Is that when we get what we want, it starts remember, to die. It starts to die, and that really like stayed with me because it's it's truth, and it's not that like wow we are so messed up, but like okay, what is the the trick? What is the blind spot? Like what are we not seeing? Why is this things okay when it comes to us? Well, we manifest it. It's here. Now, why it's dying, and that can be in relationship, that can be in business, and I, it can it resonates with me. You know, I become more mindful every day of all these things in my own life. But can you share more of your wisdom around this subject with us? Yes, I can. Um, everything that I ever wanted, ever in my life, I manifested. So one of the most important things that I taught when I was a coach and when I was a teacher mm -hmm. is I used to say to people, the, the skills that you need to manifest things are not the same skills that you need to keep them. Oh, I like that. And if, <laughs> you, and if you look at the cover of the book, you see this woman sitting on top of a mountain. Yeah. And people have said, is that you? And I said, well, it's an image that's not exactly me, but just like in the I Ching, which is one of the is the Chinese oracle. Mm -hmm. They always say that climbing the mountain is one journey, but going down the other side is another one. And I would say that that's one of the most important things that I have learned in in these almost fifty five years. Is it for me to manifest my soulmate or to have you know my child at the age of fifty one? there was a long journey for me to get there mm -hmm. because I had to get rid of, it's not acquiring, it's getting rid of 
all the blocks inside of me that were blocking them. Mm-hmm. Manifesting things is, is fast, but most of us have a lot of internal blockage mm-hmm. that stops it. The universe wants to give us everything, but most of us have been trained from childhood that we're either not supposed to have it, we're not supposed to ask for it, we're not worthy of it, or that it's difficult to have. It's not. So the first big journey that I spend a lot of my life learning and then teaching is how to get rid of those blocks. Then there's a whole, like, let's say second book Mm -hmm. on, okay, now you have it. What the heck are you going to do with it now? So you manifest the million dollars Mm -hmm. or the billion dollars. Who are you going to be now? Are you going to become an a-hole? I don't want to use a bad word in your podcast. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't remember who said this, but somebody very famous and rich said, I think it's Oprah, but I might be wrong. Money makes you more of who you are. So if you're a jerk, then you become a jerk, a mega jerk with a mm-hmm. lot of money. But if, <laughs> mega jerk. Right? You become a bigger a-hole. Yes. If you are a kind person, then money just makes you kinder. Yes. I was a teacher with a you know a regular teaching salary which in the united states is not that much Mm -hmm. but i had this vision to go to africa and build schools well okay then i started manifesting more money i started building more schools Mm -hmm. it just made me more of who i was yeah i was a teacher yes that helped children and wanted to protect them and educate them and empower them now i just do it in 14 different countries Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, yay me. Yeah. It's just showing people that who you are now, you will still be, you will still be that same Emmy when you manifest all those things. Yeah. So whatever your issues are, they will come out then bigger, just like marriage. Mm-hmm. Dating is a microchasm of all the things that bother you about your, your date. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be times a hundred a hundred times stronger when you get married. So I always say to people that are dating, you better deal with some of this, you know, crap now because later on it's going to bug you to no end. And I still deal with that every day. Um, That's why it's a whole different skill set for me to stay in gratitude, stay in gratitude every day for these beautiful blessings is shows how much of a spiritual muscle I have. When your life is great and you're sitting on the beach in Cancun, (laughs) you are not being spiritually tested, my darling. Life is good. I got my margarita. I got my sisters that I love. Nobody's pissing you off. But you put somebody in, you know, in the trenches, Mm -hmm. like, you know, war trenches, and you give them things that trigger them and make them mad, then you're going to see how spiritual people are. Yeah. So that's why I take issue with many people who are Mm -hmm. like life coaches, spiritual coaches, but they have no life challenges. It's like, (laughs) it's so easy to meditate on the top of the mountain. Yes. And I will want to, because I'm not, I'm going to lose my thought, but this is also what I've been, you know, I've been in different circles now and I love it because that's actually my intention. I want to have a taste from, you know, rich spiritual people, not that rich 
but still spiritual. You know, I'm just tasting the what I really want to see. And I can, you know, know my know myself more through these experiences. And it's funny because in a couple of my meetings, you know, I start actually speaking. And as I shared with you in the morning is that, you know, I wake up every morning and it ha- I have this passion, like in me, it's a, it's a warrior passion, but not that I want to fight. I don't want to fight. I don't want war. It's a different kind of warrior feeling spirit. Like I want to speak the truth, my truth, you know, and sometimes I do hold myself back because I remember that I grew up like to be a good girl, to never raise my voice, to always be the and this really affected in my past my relationships, mm-hmm. my business, everything. Because you're you're, you know, you just want to follow the same path. You want to walk the same path like everyone else. And right now, I became so sensitive to this bullshit. You know that it, like my body cannot, I can't, can't take it anymore. I cannot take it anymore. So now I go to these meetings and. I, 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 I can see, I can, and it's not that I judge it. I'm not judging it. You are where you are in life. But, you know, a couple nights ago, I said that, you know, in what I see right now, in the spiritual world, so-called, actually people create more separation because ego can be very spiritual, you know? It creates this, like, I'm better than you, you know? And then... You know how I came about and how I feel at this moment in my life is that like okay I get it I'm you know we're all gods and goddesses we're all the creator of our lives okay but what about what what now what are you creating for this world that you live in this here right now are you creating more separation are you do you want to be this like I only want to be peaceful you know I only wanted to be this and all this mixture of emotions and ideas and spirit like talking through you and I'm like oh my goodness and you know it's very easy to blame or judge yourself because you know you say I shouldn't not think like that I should not say you know and I want to ask you more about that because for me right now how I see it I don't know where that's gonna take me but I do want to have more courage and bold <laughs> to speak, you know, for healers, because I, I am a healer. And I, my intention is to be a wealthy healer. And by saying that is because if I cannot help myself, how the hell in the world can I help someone else? Right. And we live in a world where money is, is, is a currency. It, and it is what it's just it is. energy. Energy, yes. And if, if you're an energy healer, by default, actually, by default, energy healers should actually be the richest. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because money's just energy. But let's go back to some of the things you said. Because there's lots of things to unpack there. Yes. Um, and a couple of things that stood out to me. First of all, women have a lot of genetic like DNA memories mm-hmm. of being shut down, especially historically. So we have a lot of work to do right now for women to feel safe enough in the world. Even today, many, most of the women on the planet right now are not safe. 
That's one of the things that I think about every day is I wake up and realize that I'm in 1%. I'm in 1% of the women on the planet, one, that has the power and the freedom to move about and to speak what I feel without being persecuted, burned, jailed, uh, hung, um, murdered. I mean, I think that's important for us to say that. You think it's just you being brought up as a good girl. No, no, no. This stuff goes back thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Most women, including me, have a lot of work to unblock their throat chakra. We, our DNA is hardwired to please people for our survival. Yeah. I have taken classes for years, years on how to say no and not feel guilty, of how to set boundaries, mm. of how to stand my ground and not to beat myself up, not to worry about what everyone thinks. And one of the things that has changed radically is it started when I hit about 40. Mm -hmm. It also affects your hormones. Did you know that actually the less estrogen and progesterone that you produce, I'm in menopause now, yeah. actually makes me bolder. Because when we're producing a lot of estrogen and progesterone to make babies, we are more sensitive to how everyone around us feels. Mm -hmm. So we feel it when people are upset with us. And then we that can cause us feeling anxiety or pain or upset. So actually, that's why older women tend to be a lot more outspoken. It's not because they're old and crabby. It's because literally they have like small amounts of a hormone that makes them ultra sensitive. Mm -hmm. They actually start acting more masculine because they're not producing, you know, the estrogen and the progesterone that are making them, mm -hmm. let's say, feminine. So it's one of the benefits of menopause, actually, is that you, I used to think it was just my age. Oh, I'm getting older. I don't care so much what people think. But I actually read some studies. It actually is a hormonal thing. Mm-hmm. You are more sensitive when you're 30 and you're ovulating and you're, let's say you're 25 and your fertility is like, you know, super heightened. You are more sensitive to what people think, whether you know it or not. Um, and we could do a whole podcast, write a whole series of books yeah. about women in power and how we'll talk about feminine so energy. That's, like that's that's a whole other. I already topic. have it in my head. I'm like, oh, that's it. I know when we're gonna have the next conversation. But you, but you asked me about. Well, let me go back. You you said that you struggle with wanting to be bold. Yeah. And wanting to follow your passion, um, I would say 99.9 percent .9 of the people on the planet struggle with that, mm -hmm. men and women. Mm -hmm. As a teacher, what I saw at university was so many people studying things that they didn't care about because they thought it would make them money. Yeah. It was one, I was like a broken record. I used to always say, follow what you love. Do what you love because you'll be good at it. You choose something you don't like and you'll suck at it. You won't make any money at all. Mm -hmm. Everyone will smell it. They'll <laughs> feel it. Right? You, they, yes. you, just like animals can smell fear. Clients can smell. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, 
So we all need to work on speaking our truth. And there's another thing I want to talk about that you mentioned early on. You said we live in a world of polarity, not the spiritual world. The whole world is in polarity right now. So without going into too much detail, what I can say is that we are living in a time that polarity exists on purpose. Mm -hmm. These people that are coming up politically that are making people mad, they exist on purpose. Mm -hmm. There is a reason spiritually for all this. Some people call it the Messiah consciousness. Some people call it Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, If you study all the ancient texts, they all agree on one thing, that in order for humanity to evolve, we must learn one thing. And it's very simple. And people are complicating it all over the place. And I will say what it is. Everything I do, everything I say, Everything I think affects you because you are connected to me and we are one. Mm -hmm. The biggest test that can destroy humanity is when we think we are different. When we think you are separate from me, then I can cause you pain and it won't hurt me. Mm -hmm. It's what we've done to the planet. We think that we are separate from this earth that we live on. We are not. We burned the Amazon. We got COVID. That is not an accident. What does COVID affect? Your ability to breathe. What does smoke affect? Your ability to breathe. What do we do to the koala bears in Australia? We fried them. We burned them. They suffocated. And then suddenly we have COVID where thousands of people cannot what? You see the connection? Yes. Everything that we do, say, think, write, can either help our fellow humans or it can hurt them. And Christ consciousness or Messiah consciousness and the evolution of humanity will occur when the majority of the population moves their frequency up to the 51% mark. And we understand that truth. All these things that are happening to divide us. Are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? Do you like Trump? Do you not like Trump? Whatever it is, are you pro, you know, Russia, pro Ukraine? I'm not going to go into all the possible things we could fight over. Yes. The bottom line is it's all a test. That's all it is. Will you understand that if you hurt me, you hurt yourself? Until we get to that point, we will be seeing all kinds of chaos. Yes. And it's the simple truth of why the healers are here right now. Why people are quitting their job as an (laughs) accountant and going to Costa Rica and, you know, taking ayahuasca. Like, why is that happening? Because the people that came here to be the percentage to flip the planet over to evolve need to wake up we don't need to all meditate in encinitas which is where we are now yeah we need somebody in ukraine to be teaching what i just said we need somebody in moscow 
We need somebody in Washington. We need all these people that understand that energetic truth to go out into the world and teach it to everyone else. That's and that's amazing. it. Like, it is really that simple. And I'll say one more thing on this before we mm -hmm. go to a new topic because it's so important that please, people hear. Please. If you do not have peace in your house, there will be no peace in the world. Some of my greatest teachers have taught me that you can make a billion dollars. You could build a thousand schools. You could be president of your country. But if everyone in your family is angry at you, you have failed in this lifetime. Because the people closest to us are the people that trigger us the most. <laughs> so I, I can go and give like beautiful motivational speaker seminars and yet yell at my husband and he laughs at me because he's like, what about all that, you know, awesome stuff you just said yesterday on the stage? My husband is the biggest test of my spirituality. My two-year-old son is the biggest test of my spirituality. How can I like a leader of a country that's sending, you know, people to war if I can't like the people that live in my own house? So... Okay. So that's, I mean, that's, that's really important that people get. We don't have to change the world. We really don't. I don't have to fly to Serbia to change the world. I need to make peace in my own house first. And remember you also said, um, you know, in a lot of our conversation, and that will be probably connecting to what you just said, is how you said about... Um, and it's related to the how, you know, like how you make peace in the house or how can you find peace in the middle of the chaos? Yes. Because that's how God is. God is messy. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and I, I love that. Oh, my God. And it actually connects to what you yeah. just said. Well, um, we're not here. We're not here to sit on a mountain. I've had many of my spiritual teachers say, get off of the mountain. I lived on a mountain. I literally lived in a beautiful canyon in a beautiful house on the top of the hill and they're like, okay, that's great. But you did, you need to get down into the trenches. You're not here. The first 50 years of my life were literally about like me figuring out all this stuff. The next 50 years of my life, which I do plan to be here for at least a hundred or more. <laughs> and I, I say it. it all the time mm -hmm. is for me to help, help my like help be what I am saying. I'm not like that all the time. I do yeah. have my moments. But basically be the change that you want to see in the world. But serve, serve humanity. There are many souls leaving right now, but there's a reason for that. Some of the souls are leaving because they have become too toxified, but some souls are just kind of finished. Like I'm finished being done with this chaotic world. Yeah. And a lot of people honestly are checking out because this time and the next couple of hundred years are going to be very intense. I don't want to scare people, but like it's in all the ancient texts. Every ancient spiritual culture wrote the same thing, which mm -hmm. is at the very end, when we get close to that shift in, in humanity, yeah. are going to be the biggest tests. So if you're going to be a spiritual healer now, you better like be the warrior. You better understand that you better walk your talk. I've had 
the hardest time probably in the last 10, 20 years, in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. being triggered, being tested, being pissed off. Why? Because it's the true test of like, what have you learned? You can take a thousand seminars, pay lots of money and feel great. But go out and live your life and have a lot of like people around you die, get a divorce, you know, have a miscarriage. I mean, have your life be turned upside down. Can you still find God in it? Can you still love the people around you in it? That's all the world is showing us right now is how much do you really love each other? I love that. Wow. Yes. Look at people right now in their own families. I love you so much, but you didn't get a vaccine. Get out of my house. I mean, so many people have told me that their families are divided right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, then how much do you really love each other? That's not love. That's not love. I've been asking spirit what I need to write about next. And that's all I hear is write about love because I really see in the world that we don't love each other at all. We really don't. It's only, it's a feel it's like, what can I get from you? Yeah, I love what you as long you as you do it my way. Yes, yeah. As long as you do everything the way I like, I yeah. love you. But the second you deviate, you're out of here. I think this is exactly what I, <laughs> that's my test right now for me, is that I sense these things when I go out, when I meet other people. And what I'm mastering right now is how can I come with the language that I can express this? When I see your bullshit, when I smell it, I know what, and I don't want to shame you. I don't want to make you feel bad, but there must be a way for me to say it. And I remember, you know, one of our friends said that, Amy, maybe, maybe that's what you should do. Like you actually have to say the truth, what you see. And in my head, I'm like, but I'm going to hurt, like, I'm, I'm going to make them, like, I can really, like, steer their life completely in what I, right. do, but do I, you know what I mean? But I actually think that I used to believe that, like, I really was at where you were at. Mm -hmm. I used to see, like, I used to see people's vibration. I used to see what, they, what was true, what wasn't. And now I'm in a very different place. And it's, it's a, it's a. It's not a higher level. It's mm -hmm. just a much more challenging thing. Mm -hmm. What if, Emmy, if I can just take a moment with just you, mm -hmm. what if everything we see in other people is in us? Yes. Right? What if everyone who's full of crap or full of shit yeah. is just showing us where we're full of shit? Yes. And that's why it pisses us off. Yes. Like, what if every single person... So there's a phrase that I've heard from teachers that say, if you spot it, you got it. Which means if you see it, you have it. Mm -hmm. So that person that's like annoying me over there because they're talking too loudly, it's because I'm talking too loudly. Yeah. Or that person over there is lying. Sometimes I don't even know where the lie is. It's like, yeah. I don't think I'm lying about anything. But that's the real thing is like, what am I going to do with what I see? Am I going to alienate you? I used to call people out all the time. I used to hack things with a machete, like my mm -hmm. big sword of truth was mm -hmm. flying around, right? But is that going to bring more harmony? No, 
And my my way of being now is that when I do spot it, I don't get, I don't react, but I go within and I go and look inside of me. What part of me is that? Right. That's good. Like, that's what I do. And yeah. I think I found more peace in that than, than going to change their lives because, and also it helps me to have more compassion, compassion. towards myself meeting myself where I am and then I can meet them where they are. Well, that's that's the evolution of humanity. Is compassion. When I understand that you're me and I'm you, mm-hmm. it takes away all judgment, right? Yes. When I can love the part of myself that I hate. So all those like like those kinds of people, we all have them, right? That yeah. kind of person <laughs> that like they irritate us, right? Yes, yeah. That's the part of me that I hate. So anytime I'm reminded of it, I fly off the handle, right? Yes. The real, real test, and I didn't know this for a long, long time. It took many, many years for me to really understand spiritually that the real work is not on everyone else. The real work is me. And it's not to beat myself up. You know, I'll give a a really personal example. Maybe around Christmas time, I got mad at my husband and my Mm -hmm. stepson because they were hiding something from me (laughs) that they knew I would get very angry at. Mm -hmm. Because I told them, don't do this thing because I don't think it's good for you, for whatever it was. doesn't matter what it was. Mm -hmm. So they went off and did it and then hid it from me. And I was so mad. But I was taking this class at the time with this, you know, pretty tough coach. And he said, can you find compassion for them? My first answer was no. They lied. So he flipped it around. It's a very high level, like intense class where he's like, okay, so who are you that they feel they have to lie to you? You know, he's talking about he had a wife that cheated on him. Most people blame blame the cheating wife. Most people blame the liar, right? Mm-hmm. It's their fault. Yeah. He's like, well, who was I that my wife felt that she needed to cheat on me? Now, there's a revelation, right? Yes. Like, what if the world operated that way? What if we were all asking ourselves, like, huh, where's my part in this dance? Yes. And let me clean that up. And let me let them clean up their own stuff. I used to be much more argumentative and confrontational and you know spotting things like oh look at that and look at that and now the real test of my spirituality at this point is how judgmental am i oh my god wow wow look at that look at how many people i just judged in the last five minutes and like, what does that say about me? Yeah. So you said that being spiritual can also be very divisive. Yes. And there it is. It's like people learn some spiritual truth or some class and then they think they're better. Yeah. I'm better than everyone around me. So I'm going to tell them all. The reason why I said that is because I I, I experienced that. Yeah. Once I had my ayahuasca ceremony, then that's it. I felt like I reached, I kissed. God's feet, yeah. you know? And then, yes, I 
went to that ego, like, oh my God, I know yeah. everything. Yeah. So when I say this, it's not from a from a place of like pointing fingers, it's to truly, you know, just to see like how the spirituality can also divide us Absolutely. and even you know what's funny because now you do it actually consciously you're doing dividing with awareness yeah so it's, i understand and everyone say it's worse it's just bs it's bs so i can't call out the hypocrites because <laughs> yes. you know that makes me one yeah right so like yes. you know that that thing where they say the pointing the judging is three fingers pointing back at me i sometimes it makes me really mad because i know it's true yes i cannot see anything in you that isn't in me yeah and the person that i hate the most is the person has the most to teach me about forgiveness. Ugh. So let's take a moment. I don't know how long you want your podcast to go. Yeah. We'll, we'll, but maybe we'll save this for another episode. Mm -hmm. I would love to have a, a chat with you about constellating. Oh, yes. And what family constellation therapy showed me, and this is just kind of a spoiler alert. Yes. What it showed me was how my lack of forgiveness for some people that have hurt me was causing me pain. It was making me sick. And it was estranging people that I love from me. And the moment that I actually forgave them, the other people that weren't in communication with me immediately wrote to me at the same exact moment. So that's another truth that I see is that what I withhold from you mm -hmm. will be taken away from me. So if I judge you, someone will judge me. Yes. If I steal from you, someone will steal from me. If I speak badly about you, someone will speak badly about me. That's the same truth that I was talking about earlier. Yes. But it's it's much more specific. If I'm angry at you, yeah. I will literally make myself sick. And I did. I did. And I do want to talk about this. And we have sure to talk about it on you know another time, yeah. but I really need everybody to get that right now <laughs> because most of us are sick and making ourselves sick and we think it's something else. We think it's the food or we think it's the government or we think it's our spouse or we think it's, it's none of that. Our anger, our judgments, our resentments are killing us. Yes killing us so um if if people are interested in actually reading my book oh yes there's yeah. a chapter uh on costa rica where i literally talked about um how my feelings my emotions of my trauma caused my cancer and that's a whole other topic but it, it literally showed how my emotions made me sick and how I was able to heal those emotions, and then the cancer went away. Oh, yeah. So it's a good example for people to just read and say, like, okay, look, it doesn't just give me the sniffles. It can actually, like, kill me. In my ex-marriage, that's how I got my cervix. It's sick and almost I had a cancer the same. Yeah, I had cervical cancer, yep. too. So yeah. it took me a while, and it's funny, after I divorced and it's not 
I'm not like shaming my husband, ex-husband. I still love him with all my heart, but it's it's all my decisions, my choices that I have made in that marriage and in pre before because the only thing my marriage, the way you said, when I got into my marriage, I already had my emotional baggage. Yeah. But my marriage just enhanced it and makes it made it so powerful and so intense, which I don't regret one thing, but. To close this episode, and we're gonna have some. I, as I said, I wanna, I want you to share your wisdom, and I'm so blessed to have you. And thank you so much. But just to very quick to close this, and we'll talk about because I have other thoughts about love. But how would you, you know, close this episode with love and happiness? What is the correlation between these two? Mm, what's what I'm working on right now is to my highest practice right now, my highest desire is to be in the highest state of gratitude I can manage at any given moment for the blessings that I have. Love, happiness, gratitude, it's all like in the same realm. Mm -hmm. When I feel happy is also when I'm feeling grateful. Yes. When I'm noticing the beauty, when I'm noticing the blessings, when I'm in, in, when I'm feeling happy, all of my happiness goes in the toilet mm -hmm. when I stop being grateful and I focus on what's wrong. So that is what it is in a nutshell. When I'm focusing on what is good about today, about this house, about you, about being a mom, mm -hmm. then I feel happiness. I feel gratitude. I feel love. Life is good. The second that I allow the opponent or the ego or the dark side or the shadow, whatever you want to call it, it tests me all day long to focus on what's missing, what's wrong. What do I not like about this? So that is my spiritual truth right now. Mm -hmm. It is my spiritual lesson. It will be my lesson until the day I die is how much of my day can I be focusing on beauty, love, gratitude, appreciation? So like, is it 90%? Is it... 30 mm -hmm. and it fluctuates depending on the day but my goal every day is to make that number higher yes i love that thank you so much because that's exactly what came to me in one of my meditations is where is my energy focused right now and how much do i focus or direct towards love and gratitude and just fun you know playfulness and how much is it on the other side um, so it's, I guess it's a perfect balance, but thank you so much, Mika. I really appreciate you. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I really cannot wait for other topics. Uh, stay tuned cause it's coming and you're going to love it. And this woman has so much wisdom and her wisdom came with so many experiences because she was not afraid to go out there and just leave and be courageous. And I hope. I, my intention for all of you guys is to find as much courage as you can, especially in these times, which are these times, does not matter how it looks, you know, 
they are still beautiful. It's a test and we must pass with love, gratitude, and joy. Much, much love and vibes here as always. Love you guys.